more. Glorious day, fellow traveler. Welcome to Science and God with Dr. G. That's me, Dr. Michael Gillen, physicist, astronomer, mathematician, and Christian. That's right, living, breathing evidence that science and Christianity are not mortal enemies, but good friends. Actually, an awesome power couple. Okay, so today I want to talk to you about the Bible. How reliable is it, really? You know, there are people who say that the Bible is nothing but a book of fables. Well, on this podcast, in the weeks ahead, we're going to be exploring the enormous amount of evidence there is, scientific, historical, physical evidence, that the Bible is anything but a book of fables. And I want to start us off today by focusing on Jesus, on the evidence for Jesus. Now listen to this. There was a recent poll done in Britain. And do you know that 46%, 46% of all young people in Britain do not believe that Jesus actually existed? It's really amazing. So today, to discuss some of the evidence for Jesus and the Bible, is a man who, among other things, organizes very special trips to the Holy Land. Brad Gray. He lives with his family in Nashville and is the founder of a nonprofit called Walking the Text. Brad, welcome to the show. How are you, my brother? It's fantastic. So great to be with you. All right, so let's get right into it. Why and when did you start organizing these incredible trips? Yeah, well, it was 2006. That was my first opportunity to set foot in the great land of Israel. And it was a trip that completely transformed my life. I could not believe how much my faith came alive. Walking in the footsteps of Jesus, seeing these places, everything about the trip made everything that I had been reading for years become more real. And it just became so unbelievably alive. So what makes your tours different? And and you don't just do tours, right? I mean, you do videos and you do resources and all that, but we're focusing on the tours today. What makes your tours different than all the others? We learn with our feet. We do a lot of hiking. Hmm. Uh, St. Jerome once said that the land is the fifth gospel. You can learn so much about the Bible just by hiking the mountains and the valleys and the hillsides. And so we get to do a number of things that other tour groups don't get to do because everybody shows up in shape knowing that we are going to do a tremendous amount of walking and hiking and climbing, not just for the sake of being able to get more exercise in, but to actually walk out and experiencing these stories, where they took place, and a number of these locations, you just got to hike to in order to experience it. It's not a typical bus tour where you're going from site to site because those sites are close to each other. The entire trip from the very first teaching to the very last teaching is a story, and every site and every teaching is another chapter in this unfolding story that we create throughout the trip. 
So we'll pass one site and the group won't even know because there's no itinerary that we're going to be back at that site five or six days later because we have to engage all of these other experiences in order to fully understand the experience we're going to have at that site. You know, I love everything about what you're saying because, you know, there were no buses in Jesus's day. Right. <laughs> you know, right. And, and, and when you're in Israel, you see these tourists crammed into these big air conditioned buses. Oh man, you're missing the point. And yeah. what you're saying is that you're literally walking in the footsteps of Jesus. I mean, you, you really probably by the end of it have a really good idea of how, what, what good shape Jesus was in, right? Exactly. Jesus and everybody else in the ancient world. So for people who are skeptical that Jesus actually existed, like I, I said at the top of the episode, what, what do you say to them? You know, I always begin with the question, why don't you believe in Jesus? Because their answer will be very telling as to whether or not they've actually done the hard work to research what the evidence is to come to the assertion that they have, or they've probably had a very bad experience with religion. They've gone through a very painful experience or several experiences that have completely turned them off to even wanting to pursue Jesus. And so that's easier just to say, I don't believe, I don't want to have any association with that. Uh, and that just deeply pains my heart. I agree with you. You know, in this young generation, especially today's culture in general, places so much importance on feelings over evidence. Yeah. You know? And that's what you were saying, that, you know, maybe they just had a bad experience with religion, with somebody who claims to follow Jesus and it, it harmed them, it wounded them. And so they have this bad feeling. And so they ignore the evidence that's out there. And of course, as a scientist, I'm all about evidence. Right. Doesn't mean I don't have feelings. Of course I have feelings. I'm only human, but I'm all about evidence. Yeah. So before you discredit the existence of Jesus, you have to deal with a couple of serious records. Um, one is a Jewish record from Josephus, who was a first century Jewish historian. He was actually an aristocrat. And on two occasions, he specifically talks about Jesus. Now, Josephus was not a follower of Jesus. He doesn't have a dog in the hunt. And yet he's saying, hey, here's what happened, you know, in, in my world. A second um, set of evidences is with the Roman historians themselves, who definitely do not have a dog in the hunt. Uh, you have in the early second century AD, uh, the great Roman historian Tacitus, and he talks about Jesus. Um, you have a guy by the name of Pliny the Younger, who is talking about Jesus. He was actually a Roman governor. Uh, and then you have a reference from Suetonius who talks about during the time of Emperor Claudius that he expelled Jews from Rome who were, you know, followers of this Christ figure. Hey there, breaking in for just a second to tell you about COVID-19. There's so much misinformation out there. That's why I started a video series on YouTube called Going Viral with Dr. G. 
Every week I help you digest the screaming and scary headlines so you and your loved ones can always feel well-informed and safe. Simply go to my website, michaelgillen.com, and click on the YouTube button. All right? Now back to the podcast. If you do the research, you find out that we have more evidence for the existence of Jesus than we do for somebody like Socrates or Alexander the Great or Tiberius Caesar. All of, and nobody, no reasonable person is going to doubt that Socrates existed or that, you know, uh, Alexander the Great existed. So why, why would you doubt that Jesus existed? Uh, I, I watched an interview between John Lennox, the Christian mathematician from Oxford University, and Richard Dawkins, who is this uh, notorious atheist. And Lennox got uh, Dawkins to admit, yeah, okay, uh, Jesus existed. There's no question about it. So I, <laughs> I, I, I think that anyone who uh, refuses to acknowledge the enormous amount of evidence, scientific, historic, physical evidence of Jesus's existence is, as you said earlier, um, just acting out of some bad feelings they have towards Christianity, towards uh, Christians uh, in particular. The Bible is not a book of fables. It's not talking about some fantasy. It's talking about people and places and events that actually happened. And one of the things that I envy you is just the opportunity you have every time you go to Israel to affirm that for yourself and for the people who are following your tour. Yeah, it's, it's really remarkable. I mean, there are more than 300 archaeological excavations going on every year in Israel. And what's fascinating is that when you start looking at what the Bible says, okay, this person went here and it took this long, or, you know, this event took place over here, all of these sites and locations, they, they match up what we read about in the Bible has been found Mm -hmm. in archaeological excavations. It's really, really remarkable. You know, I wrote a thriller novel. It's my first attempt at a novel. (laughs) And uh, part of it is set in Israel, just because I love Israel so much. And I don't want to give away the plot, but it it concerns the second coming of, of Christ. And I'm intrigued that science is being used to genetically engineer a perfect red heifer, which is one of the things many people believe must happen before the second coming. Tell me about that. Well, they're, they're, the, the red heifer is part of the ceremony in the Hebrew scriptures that purifies a person in order to be able to go into the temple precinct. Um, and so they have right now... I was actually just in Israel in March that they now have three red heifers that are perfect. And literally every month they take a magnifying glass and they go over every square inch of the red heifer to make sure there isn't a single thing wrong with it. And Mm. currently they have three that are alive and well and Wow. Ready for service if it ever comes to that. Well, you know what's so interesting about this is that I believe, and part of my thriller novel explicates this idea, that science, I think, is an integral part of bringing about the second coming. I mean, all all these things that, like with the red heifer, where science is enabling that to happen, because nobody would have expected that science, which among many Christians they see as, as the enemy, and it isn't. 
Correct. You're the perfect, perfect example of how science is actually enabling the second coming of Christ by by, uh, fulfilling all these prophecies, right? Yeah, you know, and that's that's the thing that's was so cool about what you said is unexpected ways. There's so many things that I think are going to be utterly unexpected. Yeah. I got to tell you, though, I'd love to be in that front row when he comes back. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one way or another, man, I want to be in the front row. I want to be documenting it as a scientist and as a Christian. That's going to (laughs) be amazing moment. But uh, you mentioned about you were in Israel in March, and that's right around when the pandemic really started ramping up. How has the pandemic affected your tours? Yeah, we actually barely got out of Israel. We were um, threatened to be quarantined uh, the day we were leaving for an additional two weeks, which would have been really, really challenging. But but yeah, God willing, um, things are starting to go back to, to a sense of normalcy right now in the land of Israel. And um, for my other friends who, who lead trips and, and whatnot, my, my hope is, is they're going to be able to get back very, very, very here shortly. Tell us, what is the best way the listener could hook up with one of your tours? Simply go to walkingthetext.com. So everything that we do as an organization, Walking the Text is listed there. There is a study trips tab that will provide the information on when the trips are going and give you everything you need to know to make a decision if now is the time to go or if, you know, uh, a later is a time to go. But everything is found at walkingthetext.com. Does it ever get old for you? I mean, you've been doing this now for so many years. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. I've been doing it for uh, 11 years now, and I get just as giddy every time I get to go. Um, as I did the last time I was going, every group is different and it's not a copy paste for me. It's let me assess the group when we get there. Who has God brought on this trip? You know, I always say this is, this is not my trip. It's, it's God's trip that I get to lead. And it's just fun to see how God meets people on trips like these. Brad, thank you so much for spending the time with, uh, with me today. I, I know it's going to be a blessing to the listener. Um, God bless you and your wonderful family. Hey, thanks so much, Michael. So appreciate being on. And fellow traveler, I don't care if you've read the Bible one time or a hundred times, or maybe you've never read the Bible at all. Here's the bottom line. A very real person named Jesus led a revolution that changed the world forever. He isn't a fable and neither is what he did. If you want to see the evidence of where the revolution actually took place, to walk in Jesus' actual footsteps, I urge you to visit Israel. It should be at the top of anyone's bucket list who cares about evidence and who cares about truth. Remember, this podcast is not a lecture series, It's a conversation. So now it's your turn. Comments, questions, I'm eager to hear from you. There's all kinds of ways you can connect up with me via my social media links in the show notes below. Till next time, I'm still Dr. G saying, I love science, I love God, I also love you, my fellow traveler. Thanks for listening.